Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thanks very much for doing that. This is 1062B. The B's are always the guests, and we have a sensational guest for you today. Dr. Wendy Suzuki has written not only a book on healthy brain, happy life, that's her prior book, but today's release is Good Anxiety, Harnessing the Power of the Most Misunderstood uh, Emotion. Dr. Suzuki is a professor of neurosciences and psychology at NYU New York University and a sensational writer if this book is to be judged. Um, It starts out with what anxiety is and what it isn't um, or the science of anxiety and then talks to us about things we can do change that. Wendy, thanks very much. We live in a time of anxiety. That is with COVID, Ida, uh, Afghanistan, and uh, the wildfires in California, I mean, and all over the West, and the Delta variant. Has there ever been a time when there has been this much anxiety in the developed world? Well, you gave us a a great tour of some of the most anxiety-provoking topics that we have these days, and I don't think that we've ever seen such high levels of anxiety. You know, I wrote this book, the first draft of this book was written before the pandemic started, and at that time, the astonishing statistic was that 90% of Americans raised their hands and said, I suffer from anxiety not the clinical kind, but, but I, I have feelings of anxiety. 90%. This was before the pandemic. So clearly today we're at an even heightened sense. So this is why we need more than ever a new way to approach anxiety. It's not about kicking it out the door. It's about harnessing its power, understanding where it comes from evolutionarily, and taking advantage of the protection and the benefits that come from anxiety. That is kind of the core thesis of this book. Now, what is the difference between stress and anxiety and worry? So when I think of anxiety, when you think of it, you say, is anxiety just engendered by a abnormal stressful event by a stressful event that that is unusual or what is what how do you define anxiety versus stress versus worry yeah well those are interrelated concepts and my simple definition of anxiety is that fear or worry associated with uncertain situations uncertain situations kind of define our lives our collective lives these days. So, so that uncertainty leads to the emotion of anxiety. So anxiety, the emotion of anxiety provokes the physiological stress response. And um, so stress defined physiologically is stimulated by our sympathetic nervous system. It increases our heart rate, increases our respiration, and shunts blood to our muscles. 
so that we can either fight the threat or run away. Of course, this is a response that was developed 2.5 million years ago when we were first evolving as people. But it's the same response that comes up, not just for a lion coming at us, which doesn't happen very often, but for all of those anxiety-provoking situations that you named at the, at the top of this, uh, of this segment that are also provoking this stress response and, and evoking feelings of anxiety. We're talking with Dr. Wendy Suzuki, a professor of neuroscience and psychology at New York University, NYU, as well as the author of Good Anxiety, Harnessing the Power of the Most Misunderstood Emotion. The website is goodanxiety.com. So, Wendy, how do you define the difference between good anxiety and bad anxiety? Yeah, that's a key question. So let me start with why do I call anxiety good? I call anxiety good because evolutionarily, that feeling of worry or fear associated with uncertainty, that anxiety, and the underlying physiological stress response that comes with it evolved to protect us. It is a protective mechanism. And I know what you're thinking, I don't feel protected at all by my anxiety. I don't know what, what, what she's talking about. But that is because our collective anxiety levels are simply too high at this moment in time. Anything, too much of anything, even a good thing is bad. And we have just kind of gone over the top of anxiety. And so the first step in the book that I talk about is learning how to dial down your anxiety response so we can get it back in that zone where it becomes protective and it becomes beneficial. So that, that is when it can be good, even though it may not feel good and it may not be good right now because anxiety is too high. And now we know that stress, if it pushes you to be more productive, can be good. Is that the same thing with anxiety? There becomes a level at which you tip over and it starts to inhibit performance or is it just the way you channel no matter what degree of anxiety you have? Yeah, it is a lot about channeling. I talk about anxiety as simply put a, a pattern of brain activation. It is a form of energy that we have. And too much energy and we go over the top and, and we start losing our words and we can't, you know, we can't perform optimally. But hopefully many people have experienced that that butterflies in the stomach that just puts you in that perfect kind of in the zone where you are able to give that presentation, give that talk, nail that test, and use that brain activation um, and that energy in a productive way. And that is what I'm trying to get back to for good anxiety. That protective mechanism of anxiety is to help you uh, perform better in, in, in the case, evolutionarily speaking, running away and saving your life. But in modern, in our modern times, it's about allowing you to perform at your maximal amount. But it starts with turning the anxiety down. And the tip that I like to give everybody, because it's something that we could all do right now, we don't want to wait for, for uh, 10 lessons to do something. The best way to dial down that anxiety is to activate the part of your nervous system that was evolved to uh, counterbalance that stressful, sympathetic uh, fight or flight system. 
This part of the nervous system is called the parasympathetic nervous system. And what does it do? It decreases your heart rate. It decreases your respiration and shunts blood to your digestive and reproductive organs. And the best way to start to activate that relaxation part of your nervous system is deep breathing. Simply mindfully inhaling and exhaling can slow that stress response, that anxiety, that feeling of anxiety down. The technique that I like to recommend is what's called boxed breathing, which is simply inhaling on a four count, holding it at the top for four counts, exhaling fully on a four count, and holding it at the bottom for four counts. Just doing that even one round can start to ground us and start to dial down that anxiety. So activating the parasympathetic nervous system is one of the uh, tricks that you talk about in the book, but there are a number of others. So what did you mean when you said uh, prime your social brain? What do you mean by that? And is it a specific type of anxiety we're dealing with then, or what do you mean? Yeah. So there's lots of ways to decrease your anxiety, and, and one of them, taking advantage of the fact that, again, evolutionarily, we are a social species, is to activate your social network and connect with people. I think it's very easy in situations of anxiety, and I experience this myself, too much anxiety, you shut down, you stop seeing friends, you spend too much time alone. And so a wonderful way to kind of counteract that is, is to remember that, that one of the positive coping mechanisms of anxiety is reaching out. You know, one of the messages of this book is that I'd like to get away and get rid of all the shame that comes from the fact that you are feeling anxiety. Everybody has feelings of anxiety. So, so there's nothing to be shameful about. It is something that we should all start talking about more and just reaching out to a friend that you can trust is a wonderful first step. You also talk about the boosting your creativity and I'm going to skip over that if I can because we've only got a short time with you. And so I want to talk about you mentioned worrying well. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so... Worrying well is the title of a really, really important section of this book, and it goes back to that first step of trying to make anxiety good, going back to that protective aspect. And that whole section of the book is basically a whole list of tools that you can learn, starting with box breathing and going to shifting, going all the way to shifting your mindset about uh, particular things that make you anxious. And again, I think that is... Step number one in our transformation of turning bad anxiety into good anxiety. So worrying well is learning basically how to turn down the dial, and we talked about the box breathing. But what I'd really love to do is go on to the next step that is so important in this book, which is once that, di- that anxiety has been dialed down, even just a little bit, what I emphasize is the idea that this gives you a moment to turn inward and think about and explore what those uncomfortable emotions that are evoked by anxiety, what do they tell you about yourself? What does it tell you about your values? 
what you love in your life, what you don't like in your life. And I'd like to emphasize this because so many tips say, you know, go to happy, go to your happy place and kind of ignore all those uncomfortable emotions. My book argues that we are complex humans and we have this cavalcade of emotions, all important. If we spent all our time in the happy emotions only, we'd be pretty boring. And so it's about learning what these more uncomfortable emotions tell us about ourselves and what we value. And this is lessons that I've learned kind of exploring the book in my own anxiety myself. And it really gives you a new insight onto why anxiety is good. It is teaching you about your, your values. And one example for me is, is my social anxiety, which I've had since I was a little girl. And it's always been difficult for me to, to interact in certain social situations, even though I've developed skills as a teacher and a, and a speaker, I'm not scared of speaking publicly. But I find myself when I get in times of anxiety, I shut off and I, I get, you know, lonely. And the truth is that uh, that social anxiety was so difficult because I do crave social connections. And so this is something that I learned in kind of exploring my own anxiety, and I think it's quite common out there. We've been talking with Wendy Suzuki, who is a professor of neurosciences and psychology at NYU, New York University, who has written a really stimulating and interesting book called Good Anxiety, Harnessing the Power of the most misunderstood emotion. I clearly am changing because one of the things that she said last is something I've never done, which is look at why I am anxious in certain situations and what it says about values. So there are a lot of valuable things in here, even for the real professional um, or the amateur as probably I am. GoodAnxiety.com is the website. It's a wonderful book to help all of us deal with the anxiety that I'll bet everyone has now um, due to society and due to the changes that are occurring, even due to the what I would call the, the dichotomy of people in the country or the, um, if you will, the, the two groups that won't talk to one another in the country, which I consider probably the most anxiety-provoking about what's going to happen in the future. Wendy, thank you very much, and I should thank Caitlin for engineering as well, but especially I want to thank um, all of you who have downloaded us and tell your friends about us. Do rate us. Thanks again, and Wendy, thank you. We'll be back next week, and we have another outstanding guest lined up. In the meantime, get the book, Good Anxiety. You won't be disappointed.